You guys gotta tell me when hot. there's a hot mic. Shit. <laughs> no, Blanche, I am perfectly happy with any anti-James Cameron rant. <laughs> okay, you got it. I can't stand that asshole. It's not only defensible, I... it's a moral imperative. Slum, slum, slum. Gullion, slum gullion, we've got season two of the slum gullion, Jeff and Scott's girl host the slum gullion, I still don't know what that word means, do 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 do, slum gullion, we still got some guests on the slum gullion, we're not showing breasts on the slum gullion, should probably fade on the slum gullion, slum gullion. Hello, good evening, and welcome to not the third season premiere of the slum gullion America's only podcast. I am Jeff Holland, and three time zones behind me is Scott Clevenger. Hello, Scott. Hello. Ah, it's so good to be back. It has been quite a while. Life has been a bit of a sodomist. Well, you know what they say. Life uh, life finds a way. Life finds a way to sodomize you. Yes, indeed, with no lube. It's been tough, but, um, but we're back. I think we're close to getting back on a schedule, and uh, it's a regular episode. We babble. We have we have a UMC. We have the new movie crew. I have discovered I am a big flaming hypocrite, but it's okay. I have embraced my hypocrisy. Wait till you guys hear this. This is a good UMC. We've had some good UMCs, but this is uh, this is a good one. But anyway, yes, Sodom is um, me being sodomized. But it's over. It's done with. We're, we're, we are back on a regular schedule. Uh, this is sort of the fill-in issue. Season three is coming. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. New theme song. New little bits of everything. Season three is coming. Consider this season 2.5. Or as I like to call it, the trial of the Incredible Hulk of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> so right off the bat, we have to to dive into the 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 pop culture miasma with Star Wars news. New cartoon. It's called Resistance. Right. Apparently, it's about uh, excessive use of uh, hormones and antibiotics in cattle. <laughs> Sounds fascinating. I'm in. Set to a rollicking sci-fi beat, um, and apparently they 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 ha- they are getting some folks from the movies to voice characters. I have read that both uh, uh, Oscar Isaac and um, Gwendolyn Christie, yeah, they're giving her more to do. Will be voicing their characters on the cartoon show. Good. I have a feeling Gwendolyn Christie's Captain Phasma is going to be one of these characters who becomes inexplicably popular. Uh, basically just because they look cool, but Boba never Fett. really never really get a lot to do, but then wind up getting a whole lot of attention and love in alternate media like comic books or extended universe novels. She's poised to become the Boba Fett of the uh, First Order era because I don't and, think she, I, I don't even know she's going to be in any more of the movies. But Boba Fett got swallowed by a big space anus. And, and he uh, escaped it. And he escaped it, supposedly. So there you go. Just not on camera. But good. <laughs> she's a she's a lovely actress. I I enjoy her work. I'm glad she'll be on. Yeah, so they flash forwarded 40 years. We're finally out of the rebellion era, which was beginning to feel a little La Brea Tar Pits-ish, as it seems like we just could not escape it. And now here we are. Finally, we're going to get to see some something that's contemporaneous with the films. So I'm looking forward to I mean, I'm looking forward solely because it's Dave Filoni. And exactly. The man has 
an admirable track record. I did really enjoy Rebels. I'm actually not sorry they ended it when they ended it. At first I was like, oh, really only four seasons? But um, they told a complete story. It didn't seem like when I was working on Babylon 5 and they weren't going to get the fifth season, the whole last like two seasons got crunched into one. And then they moved to TNT and they got that fifth season. And it was like, oh, stretch, stretch. All of a sudden, the brilliantly constructed five-year-long timeline became just silly putty. And uh, it was a little sad to see. But I don't feel like they did that. It didn't feel abrupt. You know, Uh, random tangent, since you brought up Babylon 5, I got to tell you, I have been re-watching clips that are on YouTube. I can't find any full episodes anywhere, but I've been re-watching old old clips. And I've been thinking about the show. I, I guess I don't know how the special effects add up. But I just have to say, upon remembrance, because it's been a while since I watched it, but um, I, wa- I, re- I watched it a full um, re-watch when TNT did one of their endless replays before they dumped it. Yep. But the Shadow War, like season two, like midway season two through midway season four, Four, I think is some of the best fucking sci-fi action put on TV. I agree. I would say that the special effects do not hold up at all as revolutionary as they were at the time. They knew that it was going to be that they were taking a risk. They said, okay, we're not going to do models. It's not going to have a three-dimensional feel. It's going to be uh, but it's going to look amazing for TV. And at right. the time, it did look amazing. Now it looks very silly. It looks like it looks like a cut scene from a 1991 video game. <laughs> uh, at its best, but, I mean, I've been, but you know what? But that's finding, not... I've been finding some of like the really good YouTube clips, like several Jakar speeches, which is enough just to make me go, "Oh!" Anytime Andreas Kostulas spoke during that show, it was just okay. Everyone, shut the fuck up. Well, that's that's the thing about Babylon Five is I don't even care if they give it the Star Trek original series treatment where they they update the special effects because the appeal of that show was always the characters, was always the world building, was the drama, was the intrigue, and was the the fact that it was basically uh, a novel for television. And those things all come through no matter how cheesy the special effects look now. So I, the characters are still believable and engaging. The Londo Jakar arc alone over the course of the series, and even that one novel, the, the, the one novel they did that actually took place after the series ended. But I mean, this th- that particular relationship just, it was just, wow, <laughs> that was just some damn good stuff. Right. It, it's a reminder that as much as we're in a golden age of television, which means, to my mind, there's simply too much good TV. Yeah. We need to balance it with more shit because people have stuff to do. Time is finite. It's a reminder that there were good things on TV back then, even before you could say shit and asshole. (laughs) Just once you wanted to hear Kosh say, fuck. Yeah. Just once. Just once. Just fuck. That would have been. Not get greedy about it. Just once. (laughs) One and done. So speaking of this, this gets me to something I was thinking about past couple of days and thought I would confess here. Uh Uh-oh. I would like to step up to the podium at a virtual Alcoholics Anonymous meeting. Uh Uh-oh. I'd like you to all be my friends and sponsors. All right, everybody, everybody, um, this is Scott. Hi, Scott. Thank you. I'm Scott, and I have sudden-onset binging dysfunction syndrome. (laughs) Oh, God. I start a show on Netflix or Amazon or some premium cable TV app, and I think, I love this! And I watch another episode a week later, 
thinking, well, you know, I'll parcel it out. And then I completely forget it exists. And that's it. I've determined through experimentation and observation and deduction that if a show is not spoon fed to me by my DVR, the whole streaming model is a failure for me or okay. More, more candidly, I am a failure for streaming. Um, so, so far, and this is just off the top of my head and it's, it's, it's an extremely partial list. A, a litany of shows I like and haven't even begun to finish, picked up, put down, never looked back, include the second season of Stranger Things. Oh, God. The second season of Jessica Jones. Mm. The second season of Daredevil. Uh, American Gods, the reboot of Lost in Space. You haven't finished that No, yet? no, I haven't. And you know how I felt about it. And, and, and many, many more. About the only online series I faithfully watched to completion was Star Trek Discovery, which I didn't even <laughs> like. But I had to find, I had to, 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 to get access without CBS All Access. I had to find, shall we say, somewhat labor-intensive workarounds. And after putting all that much effort and work into it, yeah, you bet your ass I'm going to watch the thing, even if I'm rolling my eyes through most of it. But give me a show that is just a, a button click away. And no, no. I've, you know what? Maybe that's the problem. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe streaming is just too easy. It's on my TV on demand. It's it's on my iPad. It's on my phone. It's it's like a it's like that one person you know you can make a successful booty call to whenever you're drunk and horny and the bartender just shouted last call. Yes, it's convenient, but you don't respect them and you start to take <laughs> them for granted. So this is a real problem because the shows I listed just a moment ago and there are there are many more are all things I liked and thought, "Yes, I will I, I maybe I just can't make a commitment." I think I pr- probably my marriage has survived through pure inertia. <laughs> but that's a, I can't be trusted to, to seek things out if it's not if the DVR isn't going, OK, open up. Here comes the choo choo and just spooning it down my gob. It's it's distressing. So maybe you know what? Maybe I used to be so dismissive of the, the binging model. I thought, why would you do that? Why would you just sit there? All day, one day, and consume an entire twelve-issue season of something, twelve episodes. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you parcel that out over time and enjoy it? Like my friend Laura was saying, we still unconsciously write for and consume TV in the old model, which is you watch an episode and then uh, you know something shocking happened on Mad Men, then you've got a week to think about it. Right. But if, but if you're just streaming one after another after another, just taking only pee break. And, you know, however much time it takes to, to run out the store for Rolos, you're not thinking about anything you're, you're seeing. It is it is literally streaming into and through and out the back of your brain. But maybe that's the only way to get through something, because there are a bunch of shows in the DVR. I go okay, sit down every night for dinner. We watch something because my DVR has, I think, three percent storage capacity left. I mean, this is my fault because I, I record a lot of really bad movies to write about. So there's stuff on it that I I really have to be I have to force myself to watch. But there's also a lot of TV shows. And if I and if all the streaming shows were, were somehow I figured out how to get them on the DVR, it would be dead. I actually killed a DVR. I choked it to death 
finally after there was like a something on TCM and there were like three roller derby movies in a row. Oh God! I recorded them all, and the DVR just said, "You know what? Fuck you," and died, and it had to be replaced. There is only so much Ross Hagen anyone can take. I and I'm pretty sure I have gone right up to the edge of that limit. Looked over the <laughs> edge, said, "Nah, thanks." <laughs> well, I know this won't mean anything now, but uh, Sansa Clarita Diet got renewed for th- a third season. Yeah, that's another thing. And then I keep hearing about shows that I know I will enjoy. I mean, you, you, generally everything you recommend, I like. I, I think there's only been like one or two things I thought, yeah, it's not for me. Right. For the most part, yeah. When you when you give the stamp of approval to something, I go, okay, yeah, I like it, and I do. And I've asked John and Blanche, and they love Santa Clarita Diary, and I like the people in Good. it. And I think, okay. This is probably something I would really enjoy. It's only half an hour. I can do this. But I'm at, that's at the stage I'm at with television where it requires a pep talk <laughs> to even start who's a, a who's a good TV watcher? Who's a good TV watcher, Scotty boy? Is Scotty going to watch the replacements? Exactly. You're good enough. You're smart enough. You can do this. It's time for Real Housewives of Orange County. Okay, no. <laughs> that's not when you give yourself a pep talk that's something you watch when you hate yourself that's when you can't face yourself in the mirror <laughs> yeah this I'm, is what i deserve i am i can i can honestly say i don't think i have watched a single episode of any of those i don't even have to think about it i, I have not watched probably a frame the only thing i know about them are the for watching project runway it, right the, the promos that come up during commercial breaks. That's the only reason I, I know that there's something that takes place, I guess, on a yacht. I don't know where, where I guess it's I, I have no clue. I have no clue. Anyway. Actually, you know, yes, I have. I have heard of this one. Yes, it, there, there, there is a reality show on a boat. OK, so it's called Bang Boat. <laughs> no, a different reality. Show. Oh, OK, that's the thing. I had a friend who was in who monetized online porn very early in the broadband era. She was part of these groups of of webmasters and they just figured out how to drive traffic to various emerging porn sites. And whenever someone would sign up, they would get uh, a cut of it. Uh, And she made a fair amount of money on it for a long time. She would tell me about them. There was a bang boat was one of them. So porn set on a boat. And then you've got a reality series set on a boat. I feel like if your show arrives on the scene after it's all it's porn parody has already been released like 20 years later maybe you're not your your ideas are not as accurate as they should be <laughs> yeah but 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 MTV has to have something entertaining to to put on that would be a nice change <laughs> actually no wait 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 no i don't know what channel it is i i don't watch tv anymore uh yeah i know they i know I'm pretty sure MTV and VH1 are just reality, unscripted shows now. So here's how old I am. I'm old oh enough boy. to be one of those people who complained when MTV stopped showing uh, music videos. It's right there in the name. Oh, music yeah. television. Now I'm looking back on it, I have become old enough to say, why did I give a crap? When did I ever have time to sit around and watch music videos? More to the point, why would I want to? Video killed the radio star. Whoop de fucking do. And yet, no, it didn't. It just moved to satellite. Now you got to pay a fee. <laughs> so, um, one last jump back on the tangent gravy train to Star Wars again. <clears throat> by the way, our, our, our street is blocked by a Millennium Falcon. 
Seriously? Yeah, they're uh, the uh, solo premiere. I guess is, it, is either at the Chinese or, or Disney's uh, theater on Hollywood Boulevard, the El Capitan. But anyway, they've got a giant replica of the um, of the Millennium Falcon blocking the street. Okay, that's kind of cool. Kind of cool. I almost went down to take pictures. I thought eh, it's going to be mobbed. I bet you, right, right, right. But I, I watched. Um, I have. I've now seen two trailers. And I got to see one clip where they showed a little more of um, Alden Ehrenreich. And I have a feeling that when I finally see it, I'm going to walk out thinking that was just a fun movie. I'm glad you brought it up because I was going to say this. Because we've been talking about this since it was first announced. Yep, yep. And by talking, I mean bitching. Bitching, yes. And having seen a bunch of clips, I mean, I, I, some movies I just don't want spoiled. And, and I'm, I go in as, as, uh, as ignorant as I possibly can. And... Some I don't care, and I, I basically watch everything I can with a sort of dare me to want to see you attitude. Okay, and so I watched a lot of clips. I watched a lot of stuff. Okay, and my this is my prediction: you and I will both will both walk out of this thinking it was a better movie than we had expected it to be. I am not predicting whether that will rise to the level of oh, it was good. Okay. I think you're probably right with fun. I think that will be a word that will be traded liberally. But I don't think it's going to be the why the hell did they bother disaster that we thought it was, especially after the Lego guys got bounced from the project. Which still, even if that that ensured the, the disastrousness of the outcome, will always be a special moment for me because the director's basically got fired by the writer that yeah that never happens and hey i mean at least if um at least if the movie if the movie is a flop donald glover can go back to his rap career well isn't he isn't he retiring though is he retiring childish campino i thought that childish i didn't even know anything about this until I saw the video, which, by the way, if you haven't seen the video for uh, Donald Glover's, Charles Gambino's, Harry Potter's, This is America, uh, you need to see This is America. Yeah. <laughs> it, you, you need to see it. Beware. It's uh, some images may be disturbing. Parental discretion advised. But, yeah, I, I, I would recommend seeing it. They, they do some amazing things with it. It's one of those. It's one of those rare music videos where they do something revolutionary with the medium. Now I want to see Lando Calrissian bust out some of those dance moves, and it's not going to happen, and I'm going to be upset. It's not, it's not going to upset me at all. The, the dance moves are upsetting. Well, um, yeah. Lando's too cool to dance like that. That's, that's somebody who really doesn't care. <laughs> um, but I, I hope this is a success because, one, I'm, you know, I'm team Star Wars. I, I, I want them to continue to succeed and continue to pour money into these and continue to pour them into my eyes. But uh, also, I would love it if this were just an improbably huge hit and they decided to give Lando his own movie because based yes, purely yes. on the pimpin' coats and capes he wears, yep. I'm already kind of in love with his Lando. I, I'll bet you any Lando. Lando Martin, his Martin, Martin Landau was amazing. <laughs> What Martin Landau did for Bella Lugosi, Donald Glover has done in Martin Landau, his one-man show. <laughs> no, I ha- I wouldn't be surprised if um, shortly after Solo is released, they announce the Lando picture. Yeah, I mean, I like Billy D. Williams, but he was just a, a tad too oleaginous. 
And I think by 19, whatever it was, 80, was that when Empire came out? 81 was Empire. 81. By then, that sort of Mr. Smooth, Colt 45, 70s style, velour, lovemaking attitude was was ripe for satire. And I think that probably was a little bit, there was a bit of it in the, his performance. But it still was a little too close to, to the period of time in the 70s when that was something you aspire to. I like his take on on, on the, the velour soulfulness, as they say, of, uh, of uh, Landau. Landau. Land- Why do I say Landau? <laughs> Man, this is going to be a problem now. Lando. Lando. Land's End. Land Ho. Land O. Okay. Wow, you just had an American Dad Stan Smith moment. I never got over the death of Martin Landau. I guess not. Is he wow. dead? He's dead, right? He dead? <laughs> I don't I hope know. He's dead. Otherwise, I've been grieving for nothing. You hope he's dead? That's well, other, I'm going to feel say. like a jerk otherwise. So, no, be happy he's alive. Don't we feel don't a know j- he's alive? Jeez, oh, go ahead and say what you're going to say. Now I got to look up Martin Landau and see if he's dead. I can't believe no, this I happened. was done. Happens every single <laughs> show. There's always some one thing we're going. to... All right, we're done. We know exactly what we're going to say. We're going to go. We're going to do a tight. 30 minutes, and then it's like suddenly I'm looking at Martin Landau to see if he's dead. Yes, July 15th, 2017, age 89. He died just last year. That shouldn't have been that hard to remember. But it's okay. Yeah, Um, no, I'm fine now. No, I'm not. I haven't worked in my issues. I'm still, I still think he was in Empire Strikes Back. (laughs) I had this in the new solo movie. Yeah. But that's okay. Do, do, Do you have any other issues you need worked out while you're on the couch, Scott? No, that was pretty much it. That was just I, I just the fact that my my consumption of visual entertainment is disorganized and spinning increasingly out of my grasp. That's basically it. It's really probably I mean, I don't know if this is just incredibly indulgent on my part or if I am voicing a creed de corps common to many people bombarded by quality visual media. I have no clue. People out. Th- hey, feel free to write. Write to us. Feel free to leave a comment on uh, slumgullion.com or uh, write to uh, the slumgullion at AOL.com. And why is it AOL? Because it's AOL. There's plenty of room for mail. There's nothing on there. And tell us if you how, how you feel about the cord-cutting streaming era. Are you just reveling in it? Are you rolling around in it like a pig in filth, just squealing with joy? Or do you feel overwhelmed? What shows are your favorites to Netflix and chill to? Oh, that's a good one, yeah. yeah. I need suggestions, seriously, so f- answer that one, too. That would be helpful, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't need suggestions. I can't, I can't be trusted with what I've got on my list already. <laughs> well, all right. So um, be prepared, folks. Like I said, we, we have a, a lengthy and very deep discussion headed your way, much deeper than I was expecting. This is a cool one. All right. So we will be right back with a bunch of guys in tights. <laughs> quick little uh, intro and then we will talk out our feelings in group and (laughs) then we'll get on with our lives 
It's the unknown movie. Unknown movie. Unknown movie. Challenge. It's the unknown movie. Unknown movie. Unknown movie. Challenge. It's the unknown movie. Unknown movie. Unknown movie. Challenge. That's right. It's, it's the, the unknown, unknown movie, movie challenge. challenge. It's the unknown what movie. we gonna watch? Unknown movie challenge. It's the unknown what movie. What we gonna watch? Unknown movie challenge. It's the unknown movie. Unknown movie challenge. That's right. It's the unknown movie challenge. Ready for battle. Welcome to a special edition of the Unknown Movie Challenge. We'd like to call. Let's finish this quick before the entire new movie crew dies of a series of exotic communicable diseases. <laughs> Joining, <Jordy, Jordy. coughs> thank you. Yes. So, SFX supply. <coughs> <by. laughs> oh no! <laughs> to accentuate <laughs> the, the 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 negative. <laughs> Joining Jeff and I are. Mary Clevenger, Blanche Ramirez, and John Zura, and I'd just like to say that the latter two faced this movie under circumstances that would test the mettle of Earth's mightiest heroes. They've both been sick with a horrible month-long bout of the Spanish influenza or the Albanian <laughs> grip or the Australian billabong. Something Anyway, it's gross and it's coming out of their face in a semi-liquid form. And uh, they sat through the movie wearing paper surgical masks and 3D glasses, risking death by respiratory arrest or public ridicule for looking like the low-rent mad scientists in a Charles Band full moon features flick. It's, it's Hollywood, please. It's all, exactly. No, nobody We were knows. not the oddest looking people uh, on the boulevard that night. <laughs> not by a long shot, no. <laughs> you, you barely got a second glance, if that. It's true. Are you guys feeling better? Better is a relative term. <laughs> Understood. He didn't say good. He said better. I will keep tapping my mute. All right. So uh, Blanche is going to be uh, hitting a mute periodically. I, I, it seems like somebody who's who's suffering from muteness has already got a bad enough life. But fine. Go ahead. Abuse the <laughs> handicapped. Untrim- Untrim- <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so as you can see, everyone survived, and we are here to talk about Avengers Infinity War, or everybody turns into leaf mold, so please stop putting superheroes in your composting toilet. By the way, spoilers. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, uh, (laughs) thank you. In the proud UMC tradition, it's spoilers ahoy from now on and back about 60 seconds ago. So anyway. (laughs) Sorry. Yes. Um, so, okay, here's the big question that I want to ask right off the bat, since you led with that so beautifully, Scott, well done, is um, who do you think most likely is coming back? Oh, we're going to start with the the optimistic question. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Who do you is That's there a unusual. Spider-Man movie and a, and a Black uh, Panther movie scheduled already? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So they're they're going to come back. And serious, yeah. serious hints about uh, Doctor Strange. <laughs> so okay. Can I can I start the as much as I love this film, I have to rag on it right off the bat, and then I'll shut up for a bit. That sounds a lot more like us. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I just wanted to ask, because I, I, I have a little bit of a mini rant that I have to get off my chest. 
Well, fine. We don't. We don't want you groaning under under the weight of something on your chest like Giles Corey. Thank you, Scott. I was going there. <laughs> the more I, I actually saw this film, I actually saw it a second time, and the more I thought about, it, the more this kind of really pissed me off. And um, that was uh, Peter Parker. Well, you know, out of everybody in the entire, I mean, they talked about Spider-Man: Homecoming too for so long. I mean, how long was that film announced? And I know the debate's going to go back and forth, but just for me personally, just knowing this fight that Homecoming two was coming on for so long as phenomenal as tom holland nailed that scene i at the end at the end of the day i was like i felt nothing and i felt like i should have felt something but knowing that i had a sequel coming just totally robbed that scene of any real emotional kick that i know it should have had i saw people crying next to me and i got it i had I, someone I crying the, next to me i did it casting <laughs> I mean, I do. I totally get it. But just knowing it, it just it robbed it from me. And that really pisses me off. Well, Jeff, I, I'm, I'm going to agree with you, but not because of knowing that there's a sequel or whatever. I just didn't, you know, I too heard sobbing next to me. <coughs> that was me. Sorry. Um, uh, <laughs> Sorry for having feelings. No, that's so there were plenty of people that were sobbing, but I just couldn't. I knew that I, I don't like emotional manipulation and i just knew that this is just a huge emotional manipulation and i'm saying look there's another movie coming out uh i i know that they're gonna take it all back and i also hate the whole oh it was all a dream or you know we know that the stone has a time you know it can do anything so this I'm is th- erase, thank erase, you uh, thank you i feel i feel a little bit of, i mean and i i get why the people were crying i do i mean like i said i think tom holland totally nailed the performance was, he yeah, was amazing in that scene well, they I, all were everybody yeah. when they frittered away it was hard to watch but in my my brain i'm going yeah whatever We'll see who comes back. Well, here's well, the thing. The- here's the thing about this that that I wonder, because we are generally nerds, and and fairly well informed about about uh, the state of nerd media, and except for Mary, we all knew that uh, that sequels were cute for at least some of the marquee characters who died. So yeah, it's like eh. I mean, I at first I was shocked, and then I realized once once people who had active franchises. We're disintegrating. Uh, oh well, okay, it's not gonna, it's not going to be permanent. But there's millions and millions of people who are seeing this movie, who probably don't read Collider or Io9 or mm-hmm. aren't aware of of all the movies that have been announced. I, I, is it for them? And we're just collateral damage because we're we're, sure. we're, paying, we're paying for our nerds. Absolutely, I think that's true, Scott. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think also we have to keep in mind that this does stay true to the comics. That you know, mm-hmm. is he dead, dead, or is he Marvel dead? Mm-hmm. So, That's true. They're all, they're, now. Those are distinct. Those are distinct. They used to say, yeah, before they brought Bucky back, they say they used to say, okay, well, is he is he comic book dead or is he Bucky dead? Because they yeah. say they're never going to bring Bucky. And of course, now Bucky's back. Yeah, for, so. for me, the misdirection started long before the film came out. Oh, and well, was, yeah. Watching, watching the uh, the trailers and seeing everybody rushing to battle, and among them is the Hulk, and, <laughs> and, yeah. and not and not in a fat Iron Man suit. Which <laughs> not in a mecha. Oh yeah, why, I remember that why, in the trailer. Why did, it, why did it have to be a fat 
Iron Man suit. What are they it's saying true. about the Hulk? <laughs> what are you saying about David Banner that he's that he needs the extra room? I don't it's know. It's inclusiveness. It's the plus size Hulk suit. <laughs> <laughs> now, I do, I do gotta say, and this, and then I will shut up seriously. The one thing that I do have to give the movie in serious phrases is I wanted to see him snap his fingers. And that was the one thing I wanted going in. I'm like, if he does not snap his fingers and if we don't lose half the cast, I'm going to be pissed. And you know what? I really do think the end of how, the end of the movie would have been much more effective for me if I would have seen like one or two shots of just random people. Yeah. And I'll come running. Just one or two shots of just random people like somebody walking down the street or a mechanic working at the garage. Yeah. Right. Well, we we kind, kind of, of got that. that, but not. You're right. They did real people. Sorry about that. Um, but they showed how you know planes were crashing and cars were crashing. I just I wanted like like the rapture. <sighs> Actually, the, online they're calling it the snapture. The snapture. Oh, well, okay. That's All awesome. right. Well, that that is what that is what Thanos, the hands of fate, would do. Yeah, they did it a little bit in the end in in the post credit scene. Where you see um, not only Maria Hill and and um, Nick Fury disintegrate, but some guy that Fury is basically all but shoving out of his way, and then he doesn't have to because he's turned into leaf mold. Um, right. And yeah, two 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 people we not only don't know, but don't see because they they evaporate in the car in front of them, the SUV that uh, that goes out of control. And the helicopter goes out of control. Says, oh, this is very left behind, except I'm, I'm, yes. not, I'm not having to put up with Nick Cage. So it's got that going for it. No, no Kirk. <laughs> or Kirk can't write. Or Kirk can't. So did they telegraph Bucky is coming back because by calling him White Wolf? Yeah, oh, in it? the comics. Oh. Yeah, in the comics, um, he, he's, not, he's not Bucky. <laughs> he's not Bucky, but if they're calling him White Wolf, maybe Bucky will become White Right. Okay. I, I had no I had no clue. I, I in the comics I, I when I was reading comics during the Ed Brubaker run, after no Steve Steve Rogers was was killed in a Civil War, Bucky took up the mantle and became Captain, Captain America. America. White Wolf I'm not acquainted with. So who knows? That must yeah. well they're always planting stuff in these movies. Everything's <laughs> everything's a or setup for something else. Or it's false hope. That could be that too. If you're a Bucky fan. I really actually don't care. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't. Well, that, that raises a question about the the non brand name characters. Mary asked about this when she when she brought up who's dead, dead, and who's Marvel dead, and she mentioned Pepper, Happy, and Aunt May. At least one of them had to and, away. I mean, out of three people, if it if it is a fair, dispassionate genocide, then yeah, at least at least one out of the three died. Maybe two out of the three. My feeling is the thought of a of the orphaned Peter Parker. Returning to Earth and finding that uh, that shitty apartment in Queens he shared with his only living relative empty because Aunt May turned into compost is a darker opening than I'm hoping for. <laughs> On the other hand, if Tony Stark returns to Earth to find Pepper is now nourishing the runner beans, um, dust in the wind. that gives him an even more powerful <laughs> impetus to reverse the damage and you know will drive him narratively through the story so i'm okay with that as for happy eh seriously don't care yeah <laughs> don't care about happy. i just that was the only i was like oh, who's another character we've been introduced here oh happy who is in uh by the way he's in um not not happy i think the latest trailer for uh solo a star wars movie 
introduced Favreau's character. He's some little weird gnomish guy who's apparently oh. manning the the gun turret in the uh, Millennium Falcon. And his big hmm. his big line is, "Whoa, is that a Wookie?" Like, uh, that's Favreau. That's Favreau. That sounds I... like Elmer Fudd said that. Well, <laughs> was that a Wookie? <laughs> Oh, is that the Wookiee? <laughs> it's a big galaxy. It's a big galaxy. There's plenty of room for fuds. You are part of the Rebel Alliance of the Twitter. <laughs> Take her away. Okay. Um, so anyone else have a rant? Anything else? Let, let, let's get the rants out. What? What? what anyone else had seriously peeved by something? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, like, uh, there we All are. Right. They're coming... They're calming Thanos down, etc., and they're trying to pull the gauntlet off of his arm. Why didn't he just cut off his arm? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Standing there with a blaster, got it. Well, maybe he's maybe he's cut proof like a Formica countertop. No, we saw very distinctly that he drew blood. <laughs> oh, true. And that's probably important. Whoa. That's true because they did. They did make a moment out of it. They saw yes. he wiped it off. He looked oh. at it. That's a lot to go through for a drop of blood. So, good yeah. point. Um, I guess like when uh, Shuri said, "Well, why didn't you just do this when you built this stupid robot?" and and Banner said, <laughs> "Uh, because we didn't think of it." I guess they didn't think of it. But yeah, yeah. that's a really good point. That seems like <laughs> hmm. Hmm. I get hey. maiming. You kind of don't. You want to avoid maiming people, but when sure. the half of the universe is um, is at stake, it's okay to maim someone. I think. <laughs> okay. You know, my my feeling about the, about the the end w- w- when I was watching it was, oh, this is this is really making me feel terrible. This is awful. And then I said, oh wait, people are dying who are going to who already are making sequels. Um, I thought, oh, they wanted they wanted us to hate them. But they also want our money, so they didn't want us to walk out hating them. They just wanted us to hate for a few minutes until we realized that, oh, it's not not all hope is lost. But they were really trying to make people think that these deaths are going to be long lived. That's probably the wrong way to talk about a death. But (laughs) they're going to they're going to stick. Yes, because I think it was Feige who, you know, is 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 the oracle you know, when he speaks, it is the voice of the gods themselves, and you gotta gotta take it seriously. And he's, I think, he's the one who said, gotten to the point where there, where people don't take deaths, the death of characters, seriously because you just we brought them back, and you just assume that they've survived. So we need to yeah. take those a little more seriously. So that that idea was planted. I agree. I think they really do want you, the the vast multitude of the consumers who who aren't, you know, online reading about the the next movie in the franchise. I think they want them to be upset. And I feel like that's probably best epitomized by one of the roots answered a question why there wasn't a, a mid credit sequence, why it was just the end. And they said, oh, we, we didn't want to, to immediately go to something that would lighten the mood. We wanted you to sit there. Fe- I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but I'm, I'm getting the gist of it. We wanted you to sit there feeling terrible. And we wanted to make you feel emotional of, manipulation. It, yeah. it is. I mean, even yep. to the point where when the, when the title finally comes up and they're playing on a piano playing the Avengers theme in a minor key and then the words Avengers <laughs> Infinity War they disintegrate like the heroes did um, yeah. that's beyond emotional manipulation and I think verging on emotional abuse 
It's like the way they treated small children back in the day in Hollywood when they were trying to get them to yes, cry and wail. Yes. Oh, we're going to kill your dog. Tell them their their dog. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that, that, go ahead. That John. article that you read, Blanche. Uh, did they say that they, they're definitely dead or that they're definitely gone? What article? Which the one you I said did that not know that. You were reading to me, and they say no. They're they're definitely something. You said either dead or yeah, they're gone. No, they they did say. They're definitely dead, but the article also, the writer of the article said, yeah, but we know they lie. <laughs> they're, they're still, you know, they got to keep that going. They're, they're not as big, they're, but, they're not as, as flagrant liars as, say, J.J. Abrams. Yeah. But they do lie. It's true. They do lie. Um, but it was more, then it was about, like, how Idris Elba was saying goodbye and how he wished he could come back, and but he's, he he's sure he's dead. Um. Yeah, the so, actors don't know anything. Yeah. They don't tell them anything. Yeah. Marvel's good about that. Because actors are stupid and like to talk. <laughs> well, I, mean, Mark Ruffalo, I feel bad for actually, Mark Ruffalo, when they were doing um, uh, uh, press Ruffalo. for Ragnarok, mm-hmm. and he actually did talk about it. And the next, you know, the next Avengers thing, uh, well, he goes, everybody goes. Everybody dies. <laughs> and and uh, who was next to him? Um, uh, oh. John Cheadle. Don Cheadle, yep. And he was like, man, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, did I? Oh, no. He goes, I'm impulsive like that. So he back- well, actually gave it away around Ragnarok. Was, was it the uh, James Corden show that uh, they showed that clip of uh, him doing that uh, freestyle rap on the tour bus? Oh, and, yeah. That was yeah. Exactly. And he was specifically said... And then we're going to be reshooting that at the ending sequence because we all know that, that that was a phony sequence, right? Well, he was, yeah, he was talking about the next movie. Right. I think Cheadle did a, yeah, he did a, a freestyle rap and and uh, and they were talking about all the, you know, all the reshoots that they were doing and that they had to do because you know that the ending we shot isn't the real one. And da, da, da. Mm. it was kind of funny. I guess not everybody got the whole script. So. I know they said Tom Holland got a well, got a mostly fake script because he was he was apparently worse than Ruffalo, Ruffalo as a spoiler person. That's hilarious <laughs> that they went to all they went to all the trouble of having someone sit down and write a fake script. Not yeah. just so young. Not just like okay, here's here's all thirteen pages that you're in. In a way, that's kind of a super fun job. I can imagine if you're like if you like work. For Disney, and you, you, know, you just read bad scripts all day, and you do coverage. It goes, "Hey, how would you like to write a fake Avengers script?" Exactly. Like, how cool is that to be the like you're getting paid as a like J- Scotty? You should get get one get one of those jobs. Exactly. Um, yeah, exactly. it's just like that. So easy. Um, just <laughs> to write, you know, the fake script that gets sent to everybody. How fun! You're still getting paid for writing. Yeah. It doesn't. So you wrote Avengers. If it, no, no, but I punked Tom Holland. <laughs> now, I real I do I do want to um since I took the first major shit, um I do also want to say as a fan of comic books, I do have to say this film did was the first part of a great capper of 10 years of movies. I swear to God, if I was more invested in these movies, and for people who are, I totally get the geekdom, and I envy them to some degree, but I have it with Star Wars, so I get the feeling. Right. But, um, you know, I mean, after after 10 years of all of these movies, this is the first part, not a standalone film, sorry guys, but um, the first part of a truly 
they've done it. They've, they, they, they have made a pretty damn good comic book with all warts involved, you know, movie, big event crossover. And I do got to give Marvel and especially the Russo brothers, you know, massive amounts of credit for that. I did enjoy the film, you know, I mean, warts and all. I'm like, this is a, even with the ending. And yeah, I did. I enjoyed the ending because I wanted it. And you know what I mean? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. That was another reason why I admitted to me because I'm like, this is great. This is, I'm getting what I want. You know, you know why? And I feel bad yes. for that too, but I know. But yes, uh, you know why it was good uh, because this movie was made for the people, for the fans, who've been fans for ten years. Even Absolutely. if it's not, even if it's not for the necessarily, you know, the com the geek, the full geeks, but the people who, even if it's, you're one of the fans who just sees the movies, um, and doesn't know anything else behind the scenes or what's going on. It was made for them because I did see that there were a lot of um, um, reviewers who were reviewing it as a standalone, and I get, I guess that's their choice. Ugh. But you know, as a standalone, they say, "Well, these people show up, and we don't know who they are, where they come from, and it makes mm -hmm. no sense, and the plot is thin." I go, "Okay, yes, that's true, but this is not for you." Then this is this is for the and and because they didn't do the introductions, we've all seen all the sequels where you have to fully introduce the people again you have to get a little bit of the backstory and they waste precious storytelling time in doing all of that and they didn't in this they just said hey it's me oh they went all the way back to captain america the the first one and exactly. brought back a character and and that was awesome and the people in the room where we were were like whoa there you yeah, no. check you out exactly it was fun it was a fun audience experience there see there it is i i was sitting there during the film feeling thinking to myself I'm not as excited to see this movie or, or watching this movie as I have been with the other ones. And though I really like the film, uh, I think the reason might have been is that this one had a lot more just going from one action to the other action to the other action scene to the other action scene and a lot less storytelling in this one than, than the other films. Uh, so that's that's the kind of sense that I got. The only reason I can think that I would be going, I don't know why I'm not that excited about this. It's a very challenging structure because they take storylines, they interweave them, they'll drop a storyline, they'll they'll pick it up, and they almost stepped on their own toes a few times. A perfect example, and, and you just mentioned it, nobody's ever made a movie like this because nobody's ever invested 10 years in a shared universe and developing all these mm -hmm. disparate characters, bringing them together, breaking them apart, giving them their own journeys interweaving them again so they could do something unprecedented like rather than say well we better you know captain america has arrived as you recall he was frozen it yeah rather than give anybody any information all it took to get the audience to applaud was to have chris evans step out of the shadows absolutely and it's like everybody went nuts because oh caps here was gonna be fine how so, about that beard yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so dude, come on, here. Scott. You remember it was the exact same thing when Return of the Jedi came out. That's true. That's true. It was the exact same thing. I remember opening day was a full. Uh, it was a full theater, and every single character when they came on, everybody cheered. Even when Vader made his first appearance, it's the exact same thing. I'm just saying that's why I totally get why people, you know, get into this. I mean, Mary, seriously, how did you feel when the movie was over? Oh. I was I was sad. <laughs> I gave him my was over. I was like, I was confused and like, what happened to them? Where are they? 
Well, Mary uh, was openly wailing. I was crying. She was, and and she, she was easily the most emotionally devastated of all of us. The the tears were flowing freely. But you know, when Mary and I talked about this afterwards, and Mary, you can tell me if I'm wrong about it, but I got the impression that some of that, the emotional impact that you were taking, was because you're a big old softy and a huge nerd, as we all know. Yeah. But partly it's because you're a lifelong teacher, and you've spent the last ten years on playgrounds and stuff, chatting with kids about Marvel and DC characters and about these movies. And it Watch seems like play you were, the character like, why? And dress up in Halloween. And- right. When they, when they wear their costumes. I remember that one Halloween I was there when they were wearing their costumes and, and you, you were overcome not just by all the deaths, but by imagining how kids are going to feel yeah. watching all, as you said, watching all their heroes die. Poor kids. <laughs> like, yeah, we were talking about the parents like, Ooh, probably shouldn't have brought my child to this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I had no idea use... they were going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> now, was what point. was the scene? I what, what was the scene that got you? Was was it Peter's death? Yes, that one was it. That was it. I get it, Mr. Stark. I, I, I totally so get it. <laughs> and then he went all tenth Doctor. Like, I don't want to go. I mean, can I say again? Tom Holland nailed that. He and did he improv that. And you, yeah. some, somebody's really typing hard. In the Not me. Okay. Me either. Okay. Um, it's not me. So here, here's here's what I thought about that scene, and part of the reason it had so much impact, and and was Mary and I had just watched, uh, rewatched, Spider-Man: Homecoming, and <laughs> you see this avuncular, in fact, even paternal uh, relationship developed between this or- orphan Peter Parker and Tony Stark, who also who was himself orphaned at a relatively young age. And who has become this father figure for him and remains so mm-hmm. all through the film. And and then the the movie starts, basically, Tony's introduced talking to Pepper about, oh, I had this dream and we had a kid. The Tony Stark you see in any of the previous movies would never have said, hey, I was thinking we should have a kid. Because he was, mm-hmm. you know, he was either, he was a playboy and then he was all bruised by PTSD. And now, after having this experience as Peter's mentor, he's thinking, you know, I could be a dad. I could do it that. It was a, a maturation of Tony Stark. And at the end of that, he and Pepper get engaged. And in this one, they, he talks again about having a kid. Right. Mm-hmm. And in, in this movie. And then the, Peter, who is basically his surrogate son, dies in his arms. That's, mothers. I don't think there's any, I mean, as, ba- as un- upset as I was to see the other people go. There's and he made more. him an Avenger before he died. And, and, in, <laughs> and in that the, the funniest sort of like nerdy, okay, fake dubbing him with a sword. All right, you're dubbing, yeah. Oh, but it was sweet. It was sweet. It was and it was very it was very Tony. And and I I, I actually went back and saw the movie uh, yesterday because I've got okay. the I got the movie pass card and I know they're not going to be around much longer. <laughs> so I took advantage of that and. I looked at I watched Tom Holland's response after he gets dubbed. And it's like his his face lights up like a kid who's gotten mm-hmm. you know, his heart's desire. The greatest. And then he like almost deliberately puts on a oh, well now I've got to shoulder this the world's problem. So he like, like okay I'm going to put on a serious face now, but there's still like that little mad gleam of childlike thrill in his eyes all the actors were working at the top of their game i, I would not say anybody mm-hmm. nobody condescended to, to the genre i don't want to hear anyone say uh you know you don't go to comic movies for the acting maybe you don't but there's some really quality work being put out by these actors so true and i and i and i have to say if i didn't if i wasn't 98 percent sure there was going to be a sequel strange as death would have gotten to me 
Yes, he, he was he was strange in this movie. You know, I mean, it was that was so freaking awesome. That was where my fan geek came out was with Strange's character in this. And I would feel so robbed of another Doctor Strange movie. I mean, the, the art in the yes. Strange comic books is so wonderful, and the way they did it in the last film was great to finally see it in some big screen version and i would be so upset to not be able to get that again especially now that we've seen him use more than just the uh, yellow glowy hand shields yes he, he actually used the crimson bands of satirac <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah that was that was my geek moment so yeah if i if i wasn't 90 percent sure of the sequel that would have been the moment where i would have gone oh shit true so I had one. I had one. I don't hate the movie. Don't send hate mail. <laughs> so does everyone agree that the that, that Spider-Man's death was probably the most heart-wrenching? Or, or did anyone find that somebody else think that somebody else was had a better death? No. I didn't care about any of the deaths because I didn't believe them. Right. Except, for well, the, before, except for before the, you know, yeah. the gauntlet. Yeah. Before the question is, which, which deaths are permanent? Yeah. So Gamora is actually really, I'm, really sad because she sacrificed herself. Um, so that was actually really, really important. And that's one I'm not sure we're going to get back for real. I, I'm hoping... I could be wrong, but I'm, and I hate saying I'm hoping, but I mean just for character deaths to matter, I'm hoping Loki and Gamora stay dead. Me too. It would, be, it would be sad, but those are two characters that I'm like, do that, Marvel. Do yeah, that. I agree. I, I'm with you. No, I agree that, that that you can't take them all back, and I agree that um, deaths happen, and when people come, maybe there was so much story in them. Yeah, that's that's a fact of life. Every time you see someone who gets killed in the prime of life, there's so much more story in them, and that's what happens in real life, and that's what makes it tragic, and that's what makes for good storytelling. So I, I agree, Jeff. That's why I never go to the funeral of boring people because I figure, eh, maybe you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I'm also about ninety-eight percent sure since he pretty much said so that Idris Elba won't be coming back. Oh, he's yeah, dead. no, yeah, he's dead. I think he's dead too. John, do you agree that, a, that everything before the snap, all the deaths were permanent? That's the that's the sense. Though, although, um, of course, you know, once you see this movie, then you go onto YouTube and you get all everybody's theories, <laughs> etc., mm-hmm. and stuff. So, but um, there is one person that uh, theorized that because Gamora's death was so close to the uh, the Soul Stone that she may be amongst the people that were Soul Stoned. Yeah, yeah, that is. Ooh, I didn't even think about that. That's true. That's right. Also, yeah. they said Vision might come back, but in a new mm-hmm. form because he does that common. That's probably a chunk of how a lot of them are going to come back. I wouldn't be surprised. But again, who knows how they're going to adapt? <laughs> I have a theory. What if? Some of them come back, but they're actually scrolls. Uh, I think that'd be very confusing because they haven't introduced the scrolls. And and they oh, will oh, be they can't. in Marvel. They can't. The scrolls are owned by Fox. Although no, the I know the scrolls are in Captain Marvel. Are they? Oh. Well, that's yeah. They? That has been that has been announced. The scroll that they I think they are the I think they're the primary bad guys in Captain Marvel. I, explain the scrolls for John briefly. Oh. The Skrulls um, basically kidnapped a bunch of the uh, Marvel superheroes and took their place. On, they're they're shape shifting. They're shape shifting uh, Fantastic Four aliens. 
uh, yes. opponents, <laughs> villains. And they, and they have sort of introduced the Kree, their, their quote-unquote enemies, in S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, they introduced yes. it, yeah, and in Guardians, too. Mm-hmm. Ronan mm-hmm. the Accuser was a Kree. In fact, he's, mm-hmm. coming, he's coming back in Captain Marvel. Yay. <laughs> well, that's just one theory I had. Like, what if they're... What hey, if they one thing you can say about stuff? Ronan the Accuser that, is that mm-hmm. man knows how to put on a smoky eye. that wouldn't surprise that you know mary mary has makes a good point i I can't i can't remember what it was but it was a whole comic book i didn't want to say me it was like a maxi series uh that was secret wars right right so it was uh secret uh, yeah, Secret War, Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion. Mm, mm. So half the sorry, that's right. Yeah, half half the hero roster had been replaced by scrolls. But I, uh, that would be one way of. Uh, I mean, I I still I agree with Blanche. I think the Time Stone is really how they're good because because what, what they were doing clearly was at least if you go by uh, Doctor Strange's reactions, they yeah. were walking their way through the one out of fourteen million six hundred thousand mm-hmm. five scenarios in which they win he says twice we're in the end game after he gives up the time stone to thanos and then and then just before he fades away he says it had to be done or there was no other way something like that so um, yeah i think the sacrifice i think the, the pre-snap <clears throat> deaths are reversible but i agree i hope with you guys that they're not all reversible because not that I, there's anyone I necessarily would like to see die, but I... They well, have said that the deaths matter, then make some of the deaths matter. Yeah. They've said it. They have said it. So they, they, they have to, you know, put nut up or shut up, to quote Woody Harrelson. If John? they stick to the comic, then it will be the time stone that, oh, that right? undoes everything. Yeah, apparently. I, 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 what's her name? What's the other daughter's name? Caliban or something? Oh, Gamora. <laughs> Nebula. Nebula. She apparently redoes it. I guess they gauntlet away from him when he's distracted and undoes everything. Well, that sounds like anticlimactic. I'm sure they'll improve on that. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, she'll she'll probably be part of it, but you probably got to have another major character involved because she's just a minor character at this point. Oh, real fast. Did you guys hear, because this just struck me, did you guys see what James Gunn said Groot's final word was to Rocket? No. No. No, I haven't seen that. Get ready for this. According to uh, James Gunn, Groot's final I am Groot to Rocket was dad. Aww. Yep. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> just, to add, just to add to it. That was a, that was a death Bye. scene or a wipeout scene that I didn't like. Not because I felt, I felt for Rocket. I felt for mm-hmm. him more than for Groot. It was like, oh, yeah, his, not his, even a twig. So, somebody, not even a twig left. Yeah, somebody pointed out that that he's worse than an orphan. He's never, I mean, he was a genetically created creature, whipped up in a lab, uh, abused, experimented upon, never had friends, let alone a family. Now he's got a family, and they're all... They're all gone. Dead. They're oh, all sorry. dead. He, yeah, that's harsh. I felt bad for Rocket for that reason. Yeah, he doesn't know it yet, but he's had he doesn't a really know. Bad, he's had a bad, bad day. But his bestie or son, uh, yeah. Groot, is gone. That and, was the one he mm-hmm. was closest with. Twice. This is the second time he's he's seen his friend die, his best friend die. Oh, that's true. So he may be like, "Yeah, he'll be back." Yeah, he's used to it. <laughs> he's endured to it. Uh, well, here's I, something. I just need to. Ki- I just need to keep a cutting and then put it the in thing. some water. He doesn't even have that. 
That's right. No, he's got Thor's hammer or uh, axe. Oh right. He's like, can I just take a sliver, Thor? Oh, that's true. <laughs> handle. Yeah, the handle. Um, just needs to take a cutting oh. of that, and he'll be good. Here's what I think. Maybe I'm giving everybody too much credit at Marvel, but I, I based on the way they've handled a really ridiculous amount of juggling with their characters over the years, I, I think they've set us all up for a hilarious fall because we're all going to spend the next year theorizing about how how the people who have died are going to come back. And we're going to go in and say, that's okay, the fun. right. The that's the fun. fun. Exactly. That's part of it makes it. That's it's it's all interactive. And, and then it will become even more intense once Captain Marvel comes out, since right. we know she's going to be in the next one. Right. I'm looking forward to are that. We, are but, we going to have Agent Coulson in that one? Yes. I'm kind of hoping. He, no, he I is. believe he is in that he, one. He I is? believe he is yes. in that Yay! They, they're, going, they're going to digitally de-age him. So, uh, and they're also, I think they're going to, they're going to digitally de-age him, and they're going to, um, the effects, the computer effects people are going to give him Henry Cavill's mustache. <laughs> the one they took out. Yeah, because it's in the it's in the computer. They get you know they got to do something with it. But but I got color forms. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so here's the thing: they've set us up. We're get, we're going. Oh, they're gonna they're gonna bring him back. They're gonna bring him back. We're gonna sit down there with our popcorn and our soda and our 3D glasses and go. All right, show me how you're gonna bring them all back. And then they will bring some of them back. But here's the thing. Everyone else is going to die in gruesome real ways then. Because they're like, oh, wow, they, the original Avengers all lived. Yeah, they're all going to, they're probably going to die in the next one. And we're not going to be ready for it. Because we're going to be fo- so focused on oh, them bringing uh, yeah, the others I agree. back. Well, Cap gets assassinated by Sharon in the comics. So, Yeah, no, I'm waiting for Cap. Because his, his, his contract is up, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Right. So I'm waiting for him to go and all these other people to go. I mean, I yeah, know I he, has, he has said, he has said, um, me being, I mean, I haven't watched videos, but I know there's videos of him talking about his tenure basically being done. He's pretty much said he's done after the next one, so. So Bucky has to come back to take over. Again, that could be the great Marvel misdirect. I'm just saying. But, you know, I, I haven't been to Disneyland in a long time, but one of the things that I thought was really smart of them, and this probably has nothing to do with anything, but in a lot of the uh, merchandise that they sell, that's Avengers and Marvel stuff, the artwork, the prints are of the comic book drawings, not the actors. Mm, and nice. I thought that was really good. Like, that's smart because they can recast and it doesn't matter. It's about the character and not who the mm-hmm. actor is. When it comes to making money, Disney thinks ahead. Oh, yeah. Stupid. Except for buying the land around Disneyland. Well, he tried. <laughs> He tried. There was a there was a stubborn Japanese American guy who go, "Hey, I got run off this once in World War II. Screw you! I'm keeping my strawberry field." And uh, then they just ran out of money, you know. And and hey, if it hadn't been for for that, if if Walt had had all the money he wanted, we never would have had the Cosmic Age uh, Motel <laughs> with its with its crazy space age topiary. So <laughs> so there's good and there's bad. So Mary asked, uh, "What was your question about Hawkeye, Mary?" Where was he? Where was Hawkeye? <laughs> Where was Hawkeye? I have heard of that. I was just going to say, because all the other, at the end, all the other original Avengers are alive. Yeah, I heard that he was 
probably going to come back for that. Or I, I think it was Feige. If it wasn't Feige, somebody at Marvel said he was on a mission that we are going to find out about. He was doing something during all of this. So uh, we, I'm pretty sure he survived the, the, the snapping. He said, you know, Thor's hammer doesn't hurt the guy. Why would my arrow? <laughs> so just, I'm not going in there. <laughs> He's like, I'm out. I, I, got, I got kids. I got a family to think about. You guys are on your own. No, since, since they pared down the burgeoning Avengers rep company through a process of leaf moldification, and, and so now only the original members remained, I, I, I agree. I think Hawkeye being a sort of original, I mean, he, he was team Loki for the first half of uh, the original Avengers film. I, he'll definitely be coming back. Um, he is. Did you see Robert Downey Jr.'s new tattoo? What? No. They all got tattoos of each other. What? Oh, that's well, no, no, he got it. No, it's not of each other. He got a tattoo. It's the Avengers. It's like this thing. It's a symbol that signifies the original six. Mm-hmm. And they were all together when he got it. I don't know if they all got one, but several of the dudes, including, um, what's his name? Hawkeye Renner were there. Jerry Renner. Jeremy. Jeremy. Okay. See, so I don't... it's, you know, the, the original six are hanging out right now. So I'm guessing they're probably well. There's, yes, there's probably selling of the movie, but maybe they're shooting something. I don't well, know. if there's a ta- <laughs> if there's a tattoo involved, then then that's that's probably that's dispositive, and I guess I guess that's it. But it worries me that somebody who's been through um, substance abuse rehab gets drunk enough to get a tattoo at his age. But. Well, that was the thing. I mean, it's so meaningful. Uh, he is stone cold sober. <laughs> well, he Instagrammed the whole thing. I mean, he put it on video, and he, it was all on Instagram. Go find it if you care. Well, you guys are in a better position to judge this than I am. Speaking from an acting perspective, because, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm sure Chris Evans is seriously considering leaving. I mean, so, some of that's just a negotiating tactic, I think. But but in True. this case, it, it may it may be the case. Um, and Chris Hemsworth's contract is over. It's, it's up. It seems like Robert Downey Jr.'s contract is always up. Um hmm. renewing it. Did any of them seem? Did any of them see bored? Like they're like they were just okay. I gotta I gotta finish off the contract. I gotta do this one more time. I didn't get the sense that anyone was bored with the characters. Everyone seemed no, bored. nope, no. I think what would happen is a situation kind of like what all the Bond actors go through. Is like I'm too old for this. My body can't handle the mm. the stunts. Right. Um. Or if a studio or they themselves feel I'm too old. My my perennially young character is looking pretty long in the tooth. Right. But nowadays, with with, with the way they can de-age people, that's not even necessarily an issue if they want to put in the money to do that, you know? And stunts are so, so CG now that it really isn't... I don't know, but did you see the video when the... Uh, the what, I guess it was Civil War came out. The video without all the CGI in it was still pretty harrowing. It was... They did a... Someone put a video together of the non-CGI, just just the shots when they mm-hmm. shot the footage, uh, and they kind of of, of the big uh, fight sequences, and it was pretty exciting. I was, really, I, I was showing John. I said, "Wow, this is amazing stunts, even without the CGI. It's pretty intense." So the actors are doing a goodly amount of, you know, work. As much as it puts them in mortal peril, I'm really glad to hear that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me too. Just like because part of movie magic is getting people who are magical on movie. Because it seems like yeah, with if everything's CGI, then why have anybody real? 
Uh, oh, that that brings up something I want to say. I, I think uh, Josh Brolin did a really nice job. I think he did a. I think Agreed. he did an Andy Circus level job with the mocap. Thanos was obviously computer generated. He was obviously a cartoon character. Um, e- even if they didn't give him weird alien skin textures, he's just just the way his body was shaped was so impossible. But his eyes didn't have that uncanny valley feel i thought i as the eyes actually were expressive and had emotion i i was very impressed with how with that part of the effects whether i didn't i didn't notice the eyes so much as i just kept thinking why does thanos's head why does he look kind of like an oversized bruce willis <laughs> <laughs> he, does he did he was like sort of looks like bruce willis i didn't get that yeah, but now that you mention it yeah i bugged me there's <laughs> There are several things on YouTube with it that are talking about uh, uh, the latest um, animation techniques, the the unre- unreality engine and stuff like that, where they're using to recreate people mm-hmm. uh, for games. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I noticed is that the eyes were the things that they were getting better at, where you still got emotion in the eyes. The mouths weren't quite right yet, you know, things like that. But mm-hmm. but the eyes Fair. certainly is what, what sold it. So and the hair the hair wasn't quite right. It didn't quite flow right properly. Didn't stick together anywhere. You know, hair does. You right. Know, there were, there were so, no clumps. So, so that is a thing because even as as recently as Rogue One, I noticed the the, the things that really struck me as being wrong about the the computer generated Tarkin and the computer generated Leia were the eyes. Everything else looked mm-hmm. okay, but the eyes were off. Probably they're working really hard on it, and that's why. Because it's true, John showed me. The videos he was looking at, and he said, "You gotta see this. You gotta see this." And uh, it's true, the eyes were getting a lot better. So I think it's something that a lot of people are working on to try and perfect because it's the one thing that's really holding them back. The rest is probably easy because they know that's where the emotion comes from. Really, the eyes. You know? Yeah, the eyes are the window ask, to the soul. Ask Paul Newman. You know, They're the window to the oh, soul. And oh, if you can't. Well, yeah, no, you can't. But well, we can bring back a CGI Paul Newman and ask him. Yeah. And then we'll go, why do your eyes look so weird? You know, that's how ABBA is touring. <clears throat> Excuse me? Is it? What? Is it how? Yeah. I heard that they were back. And Do they have a new song? They do. They, they have, have like three, two new songs? Three new songs. Three. Oh, wow. It's three new songs, and they are going on a virtual tour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I'm ABBA. not kidding. ABBA holograms are going to be touring the world, and I'm not going to lie. If it comes close, I'm going to go see it. Oh, I want to hear about it. I want to hear. I'd love to hear about it. I think. I think it would be. I think it would just be an absolute cheesy blast. I think so too. That would. Be and so, so much better than Mamma Mia too. Hmm? Does that come out? Oh no, it's coming out. <laughs> There's nothing you can do about gonna, it. Don't even. Don't well, even there goes the UK again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's gonna it's gonna take over Mamma Mia as the biggest box office hit in the ever. Well, they're gonna need something to get them through the you know the the difficult transition to Brexit. They're <laughs> gonna need something. So you know what I would like to see? I would like to see the early corkboard three by five card push pin version of the flowchart that tracked everybody in this movie and their storylines <laughs> and how they work together because I bet it looks like one of those serial killer walls yeah, where everything's connected Seriously, by string and, and uh, <laughs> people's last known photographs and just looked... Because uh... <laughs> this was an amazing job. I, I, I give the writers credit. The same guys who wrote uh, Civil War, same guys who wrote uh, Winter Soldier, 
So mm-hmm. I like that Marvel, the, they're not being forced to stick with the Disney way, which is when you get somebody who has a big hit with a Disney film, does really well, they stop working with them because then they become expensive. And Marvel's not doing that. That, that was important. That part of the reason they were able to get by with so little backstory and, and exposition for the characters and where they were in their lives was because they've been written by the same people. And they're like, we know where they are. And we, are, we were planning where they were going to go. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing about the old sequels. It's like, oh, this was a hit. We had no idea. Uh, come up with something. Come up with some new idea. And it was always a bad idea. But now they've got the Star, they've got the Star Wars story group, and they've got a story group working in Marvel, and all these things are being planned out. It's all part of a scheme. If they were actually, if they actually were supervillains in the world, this is how they would be working. The same way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no wonder the volcanoes are erupting. Yeah. Oh, yes. And I was I was gonna say how sad I was disappointed that the Deadpool series is kaput for now. The cartoon that oh. was gonna be on FX. Oh, oh Donald and, Glover's show, yes. Yes, and I was so sad that that Marvel and the Glover brothers couldn't make it work. But I could totally I could totally see that like knowing I mean no I, I don't you do you guys watch Atlanta? If you don't, you yes. really should. It is yes. fucking genius. It is so. Isn't the season so good? It's, it's uh, so uh, amazing. Speaking of, did you read the Deadpool scripts that Donald Glover posted no. on his Twitter? He did. He, no. The night, the night that the show was officially canceled, he put up like fifteen pages of a script. Holy shit! He and he wrote it after the fact because he makes jokes about the show not being picked up. Oh. So he wrote it afterwards and. It would have been a great fucking show. I'm sure it would have. I just keep thinking that that the the Glovers uh, wanted to do things or have characters that maybe Marvel's like, no, we don't want to introduce them here, or no, you can't have them. I just completely see that, you know, because Marvel does keep a tight rein. They're really calculated on what they do. And oh, it's yeah. been really great that they have. But I, I can see the Glovers saying, no, nah, we want to do this and we want to do that. And, it, and I'm sure it would have been genius, but... That Marvel said no, you can't. I said fine, we can't do what we want. I'm yeah. gonna be I'm gonna be really pessimistic here, real fast. And honestly, I think that's why Ryan Reynolds said I don't think there's gonna be a Deadpool three. Did he really? Oh, yeah. I didn't hear that. Oh, you didn't hear this? Oh yes, he has a peep that officially came out. I can't remember what he's. Oh yeah, he said that. Um, in order to make Deadpool work, you have to take everything away from him or something like that. And he said he's done that twice. They don't know how many times he can keep doing that. And that's what would make it interesting. So he highly doubts there's going to be a three. The first thing I thought was, okay, Disney's going, nope, we're not keeping this. Wow. Again, I could be wrong, but like I said, this is me being cynical. But as soon as yeah. he, as soon as I saw the announcement, I was like, okay, Disney stepped in. Yeah, it goes along with kind of what I'm thinking. They're keeping such a tight rein that where they want to go storyteller wise, storytelling, um, that they're just saying nope, no, no. Yeah, it's too bad because it makes it makes me feel like if Deadpool had been a DC character, they would have gotten away with it. They because they the the DC TV shows have so much more latitude. There isn't any pretense of integration with the motion picture universe like there is with thank with goodness Marvel. yeah <laughs> because I, I it allows you to have too fun i mean it's like it's just too much when they try to coordinate everything it's not fun anymore because then it's just because becomes ponderous and you can't there's so many things you can't do because you don't want to preempt the possibility in the motion picture the much more lucrative motion picture industry 
So as much as it was kind of fun when things would show up in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that were then reflected in the films and vice versa, I do feel like they're kind of dragging an anchor now. It would have been such a great hour, the Archer Deadpool hour. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Can you imagine the crossover? (laughs) Yes! I mean... mean... It it would never happen, but holy shit, that would be phenomenal. You know what? Is that a thing? Yeah. I don't Are even we doing s- a thing? Not a thing? <laughs> <laughs> it's a yeah. crossover, right? That's what they call this? Phrasing. I, I, I don't even say, oh, they'll never do that anymore. Because there's so, people are willing, people will cross over. I mean, stuff I never thought would get anywhere near each other. Now, it now happens. So, of course, some of it's bad. Ready Player One, I'm looking at you. <laughs> Someone needs to tell Steven Spielberg that newspaper clipping walls do not exist. In 2040. <laughs> you know what? I right. think- and, and that was the epitome of I don't really give a darn because none of this stuff is real. Yes. You know, so people are dying. I don't care. Yeah, that, 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 that whole movie was based on that premise of, hey, you know what? Just, just re-roll. It, it was a popcorn visual feast. That's all it was. And that's oh, fine. Absolutely. That's totally absolutely. fine. But right, it's yeah. not more than that. I'm not even sure it was that. I wouldn't say a popcorn visual feast. It, it was visually fun. It I was thought. it was fun, it was, but it wasn't a feast. It was like... <laughs> if you had the popcorn... Yeah. <laughs> that's a, yeah, a feast. Sorry. It's like a, a visual snack. There you go. High carb snack. A visual amuse bouche. No, that's, well, it, wasn't, it wasn't that. It wasn't that classy. Yeah, because even, yeah. even a small popcorn is pretty big. Yeah, that's true. Mary had a question that I, I would like to hear people's answer to. Mary? Is Thanos a bad guy or a good guy? Oof. Well, like any good ba- any good character, he certainly believes he's a good guy. And I've certainly seen, though not read, articles uh, defending his theory or, or at the very least, asking some sort of expert to, to expound upon it and say how right or wrong he is in the um, logistics of his theory. Like, how would it affect the world? Does it actually work? Uh, like yeah, I said, the, I didn't read them, so... <laughs> like, like, yeah, like, so many, like so many, the theory is good is the execution that's bad. All I'm going to say is, and this was also as much as I love Josh Brolin, and this is one of the rare times you're going to hear me say this, I wanted the villain in this film to be more Darth Mm Vader-like. As good as Josh Brolin was and how interesting a character he was, I wanted Thanos to be Darth Vader in this. I just wanted him to be a nasty guy. And it just kind of threw everything off for me, and I admit it. He was, yeah, he was very touchy-feely, a little bit granola, and, um, uh, you know, if we could get rid of a couple billion people on this Earth, would we be better off? Yes. Earth is beyond its tipping point of being able to accommodate the people that we have, uh, pollution-wise, and uh, so... You know, it's it, it's a he's a villain of our time and perhaps of our own making. There are you could argue the social commentary that they may or may not be making 
but we probably not. Gonna oh, have time abs- to do that. oh, absolutely! No, I, I, I totally get it. And, and like I said, it was just in the in the comic, and this is again, this is to me the only reason he did it was because he wanted to bang Lady Death, and just the randomness of of destroying half the universe just to get laid just made him really nasty. And then when he became the more reflective character after this, like the scene with him. Oh my um, God! Spoilers, oh my God! In the what? comic, you're telling you're saying in the comic books, Thanos is an incel. Uh, Pretty much, yes. A little bit. <laughs> Men. I, wow. Men. Wow. Okay, we're leaving. Uh, Jeez, he's like. No wonder uh, takes his daughter to fix everything. So going on a shooting no, spree, wow. killing people because you can't get laid is not a new thing. Thanks, Thanos, for starting uh, that trend. This is, keeps coming up. And now there's calls to make incels a terrorist group because they're really yeah. just randomly killing people, kind of like terrorists do. And holy shit. Anyway, that's all. I'm just John, ranting. Well, Go ahead. Well, well, now what I'm going to say sounds going to sound really trivial. <laughs> but, <laughs> Sorry. But, uh, but see, for me, uh, the, the, Thanos, the performance of Thanos was epitomized something that I've, I've always felt and always said, that people with true power don't have to display power. Mm. They just have to. Ooh. Yeah, I think he was going for that. That that yeah. soft-spoken, if you're the baddest dude, you don't have to, in the room, you don't have to raise your voice. Right. Mm. Oh, he's... Sorry, no. Yeah, he <laughs> I've wasn't... been watching yeah. a lot of Cheyenne, so I'm like, oh, he's like Cheyenne. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> dude, I love Cheyenne. That would be hilarious if Josh <laughs> Bullard said, well, my inspiration for the character. This will sound nutty. <laughs> <laughs> he's a big soft spoken guy who will kill you if you if you sure, make sure. if you go there but nah, he's also pretty pretty buff too well mary you asked the question what, what's what's your feeling i i'm like blanche it's he thought he was doing a good thing we didn't like it <laughs> i mean i don't know it's uh i i i kind of felt for him in different areas so he was a, he was a complicated character and no one understood him but his woman. <laughs> he didn't have a woman. But the bad guy in uh, in Doctor Strange, same thing. He believed it was he was like going for uh, immortality, and he was the, he was on the right, and everybody else was wrong. And they right? did an interesting thing. That's a good point. They did an interesting <clears throat> thing with that because in most movies with most comic book style villains, they're seeking immortality for themselves. He was seeking it for everyone. He was mm-hmm. basically just going to stop the ravages of time, which is insane. Yeah, and some of the best scenes, and in some of the best scenes, that was when they were discussing that, mm-hmm. you know, yes. uh, between themselves. So, and that's one of the reasons I like Doctor Strange because the because of the idea behind what was driving the villains. He stops it with another idea. It's not a it's not a uh, an exchange of of uh, laser shots or lightning bolts or whatever. I mean, it, it didn't it didn't devolve into into a CGI uh, effects fest, um, except except for the the multitude of ways in which he uh, he came up with to kill uh, Benedict to kill Doctor Strange over and over and over <laughs> again. That was fun. Um, I think Marvel uh, movies are really growing up. Um, mm-hmm. If you look at the villain, the first villain from um, Iron from Man. Iron Man. Thank you from Iron Man. He's 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 less of a villain than he is of a than he is a plot twist. He's a oh shit, your friend's actually a bad guy. Uh, 
Oh, uh, put him in an armor thing so he can fight you. Put him in a bigger armor thing to fight you. It wasn't a great ending, but because the movie itself had so much going for it, nobody really cared. But now we're now we're dealing with a villain where we're all going, uh, yeah, there's a point. <laughs> I freely admit I know how hypocritical I sound with this because I've said I, I want I want more complicated villains. I want more complicated villains. But this whole time, like I said, it's been ten years. I've been evil, evil threats. You know what a horrible, horrible threat he is. And again, again. Only because I know the backstory in the comics, and I, having the, the complicated and interesting character totally threw my expectations off, and if that's what they were going for, they did it. But, I mean, it's, just, it's still, I wanted, uh, I just wanted him to be, I'm done. <laughs> I don't know how to put it into words right now, but you know what I mean. I do know what you mean, but even Darth Vader was conflicted at the end, and, and I agree. Oh, oh, that- here's the thing. You know, but here's the thing. Like I said, his his confliction came at the end of the story in the comic, and not the middle of it. The shot they use in the middle of this one with him sitting in in the in the open field is actually the end of the whole comic. So they put like the final image oh. of the story in the middle of the story. I see. Oh, interesting. Um, but um, I think that uh, I agree. Someone said maybe it was Mary um, or Scott. I don't know um, that. We've kind of grown up, and I like that the, the, the ten year progression. This is a culmination of ten years, and as as you said, Scott, mm-hmm. the the, um, the the Iron Man um, movies were a little bit there. You, know, you go back and watch them, and you go, "Oh, I enjoyed these the first time around. They were a lot of fun." But now they're they seem so silly. Not <laughs> not not maybe not the first one so much, but the second one with um, uh, the wrestler. What's the name? Uh, <laughs> Mickey Rourke, Ivan Rourke, yeah, with that guy and his whips and whatever, it just seemed kind of, kind of silly compared to where how far we've come with all the social interesting commentary that's gone on, Wakanda forever, you know, mm-hmm. and um, and then now with Thanos, this bad guy seems like he's he's put so much thought into why this is essential, why it's necessary to save the universe to do this, and he's he's got a point um but <laughs> it's it's genocide and so it's so wonderfully conflicted and the fact that he's at peace with it mm-hmm. actually is kind of i don't want to say more sinister but certainly more frightening because he's perfectly fine and he's willing to sacrifice his own daughter that is harsh that is terrifying and we know how much he loves her i mean she's tried to kill him and he's shown her nothing but love even directly after her attempt to kill him he's nothing but forgiving her and it's eerie and it's spooky and it's his calm is i think even more menacing but that see our- that genocide is uh, even more than other genocides was very impersonal i mean he didn't get that to experience any of that he snapped his fingers people gone he didn't but- have really experience any of that it but is he also happens. gone? I mean, why did he meet up with his infant Gamora daughter? Who Not knows? Who knows? Baby, small. I don't Who know. Knows? I don't know. Maybe he... I mean, that's the thing. I think he also knew that he could also be affected by mm-hmm. it. And we don't know if he was affected by it or not yet. Right. He may be dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, the, the comics notwithstanding, I mean, there could be a cinematic universe ending that's not necessarily... So, I don't know. I found it interesting and menacing because he was so okay with it. I, I am definitely interested to to see where they go with his arc in the next film. 
considering where they ended it in this one and this was a cliffhanger i don't give a hell i don't give a shit what the, they said this was a cliffhanger it's a two-part movie this wasn't a standalone movie eat a dick guys uh, this is a standalone um, movie no, like like agree. episode one of flash gordon is a standalone movie <laughs> <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a standalone movie from the beginning. It can't be because if you, I, I, I want to talk to someone who hadn't seen any of the other movies and saw this to see how much they could get. I mean, certain amount of it, yeah, you get the what the bad guys doing and these guys are trying to stop him. But to fully understand it, it's not a standalone movie. It couldn't possibly be. You have to know the history of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So very true. It's not very true at all. Uh, Mary, you had uh, one more question, and th- this uh, uh, this is a little mean spirited, but I'm curious. Who do you wish had gotten wiped out? Who, who were you like, going, oh, they're still here? Since it was my question, I'm gonna. I kind of wish Scarlet Witch. She did I, die. She did. Yeah, I was glad she died. Yeah, she 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 died, she and did. she she died while holding uh, Vision's. I don't want to say corpse. His life remains. His case. Yeah. I guess she was the there one. There were so many. Yeah. I, it comes right after another, but she was the she I'm was the only fine one. Who, with it then. Yeah, she was she was too. She was the only one who died who didn't look like, oh my god, what's happening to me? It's like okay, she had. Kind of, <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's her acting choice all the time. Yeah, yeah okay. I'm okay with the. Yeah, oh, good one. Uh, no, the people who died, I like. I don't think there's anybody that I wish had died. Uh, the people who died, uh, some of them, I I I didn't care. Scarlet Witch. I I don't care. Though there are those that I wish, like oh man that sucks if that one sticks you know like uh, Doctor Strange and Spider Man and T'Challa, but for the most part, mm, I, yeah, I like said Gamora is kind of tragic in the way it was. She was a sacrifice so that he could get this done, but other than that, uh, I don't I don't the characters that died were mostly minor. Other than like I said, yep. the ones that I named, you know uh, Scarlet Witch, Vision, they weren't huge in it, it not certainly for me so i i wasn't terribly moved and there wasn't anybody that i wish had died i'm going to answer this in the form of tops trading cards <laughs> i will trade you two don Cheadle war machines for one falcon i don't care about falcon i i like war machine Do i'm a really? big don Cheadle fan yeah i'm a don Cheadle fan going way back so fair enough all right so you don't want to take my it's fine i'll keep my two don Cheadle. i won't you can anybody else takers any takers (laughs) i have i have one and this would actually almost fix all of my gripes with the movie for me if thanos would have killed thor at the beginning no 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 they would a a a i think it would have made an interesting the writer means one that would have been an interesting arc for loki and b he would have been he'd probably be one to come back and if not that would be an incredibly shocking way to start the movie and that's kind of what they wanted to do with loki i'm sitting there thinking my god take it just that one step further if well, he comes back with the group then and if not it serves it serves an interesting story purpose because it gives loki an arc i know why they wouldn't do it i know why they wouldn't do it i'm just saying for me that would have been amazingly interesting and a really bold choice to start the movie they gave us two deaths so it was an interesting bold choice two deaths uh, in the yes but here is my gripe you talked about a rant thank you you just reminded me of a rant was where the hell was thor at the end the bad guys were completely somewhere thor was throwing his his new axe around but uh where amongst who were the the real bad guys were elsewhere kill you know I, all the other 
local Avengers where where the action wasn't. Thor was God knows doing what. He showed up late. You know, if he just showed up on time, this wouldn't have happened. Maybe. <laughs> I want to know where he was and what he was doing. Well, I th- th- that's that actually gets to something I started to talk about and then forgot because I, I, was how the movie did because it was so full, how it did step on its toes a little bit. And one of the ways it did when Thor and Groot and Rocket arrive, they're being overrun. And even the Hulkbuster armor is on the ground and he's getting crawled and Banner's panicking and saying, there's too many of them. And there's this huge bolt of lightning and then it clears through the smoke. You see Thor standing there with Rocket on his shoulder and Groot next to him making a mean face. The audience went nuts when that happened. And then he waded into it and he was he was killing right and left. And then too soon, like a split second later, they cut back to Titan. We were like, oh, man, it was a great moment. And they just completely stepped on their own dicks. But I mean, they they really edited things close to the bone and I realized they had to. Uh, You make a good point, Blanche, and that makes me wonder something because he was there, he was killing the aliens. But yeah, when they're saying, oh, Vision needs backup, Thor didn't respond to that and the other heroes did. And I'm wondering if he just didn't know what the game plan was. He just arrived. He didn't know they were trying to protect Vision. Maybe he wasn't on comms. I don't know. But you're right. Very true. But but, but Groot and Rocket ended up in the area and, and he didn't. Well, we all know Thor's kind of an idiot. That's <laughs> not right. All right, let's move on to fascinating, irritating, and let's start with John. Okay, so I would think fascinating would be how well uh, they did Thanos' movements. All of it was really very natural to me. It was just uh, they're getting really good at that stuff. When I think back at the Titanic and seeing these, <laughs> these people hobbling down the stairs, but I tell you, irritating. Getting back again to removing the gauntlet. Hmm. Why didn't anybody? Why didn't anybody just try to pop out the stones? Did someone just not oh. bring a screwdriver? <laughs> I mean, they 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 all seem to pop in so easily. I would think try <laughs> try to pop out the stones at least. You know, that's but, true. Tony's uh, got that that nanotech armor that can make cannons and uh, knives and literally anything. He couldn't he couldn't make a flathead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Go for the stones. <laughs> That's a really good point. Oh, but then once you pop them off, then they like roll under the couch and they're a pain to find. <laughs> right. Exactly. Okay. Uh, All right. That's a very good point. Uh, Mary? Uh, my fascinating was, uh, I like that Rocket uh, continued to, on his quest for body parts. I mean, <laughs> is <laughs> anybody who had a false, but he was like, hey, I want, he wanted uh, Bucky's arm. He has a real prosthetic vet fetish. He really, really does. And it's nice, though. He got it, he was able to give uh, Thor a new eye. Yo, Maybe he's trying to create a new, like, created bodysuit for himself. So he can be full size. Yeah. Nice. Oh. He should talk to Stark. <clears throat> yeah, really? Yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't get it till this time that, that, he had, that the eye had previously been up his ass. Yeah, I, I, you didn't I, get that the first. No, time. The, I guess I didn't hear it because of the laugh. But <laughs> yeah, you know, he says, "Oh, I would have washed that because I could only smuggle it off by putting it up my." And because there were fewer people, I heard at this time. Like, oh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. Oh, and I and did again, like yeah, from Thor, then on. Thor's not that bright. Thor's not that bright, and from then on, he had, um, and they never referenced it. I just like, which I like. He has he has one blue and one brown eye from then on, and yeah. artificial pink eye. Artificial poop eye. Which is absolutely, it's it's not as good as the artisanal pink eye. Yeah. Yeah. The organic pink eye. You get get down in Amish country, they can make pink (laughs) eye. 
Okay, infuriating. Ooh, infuriating. Uh, not even not even irritating. All right. Oh, irritating. I'm sorry. I couldn't remember what the word was called. Oh, okay. I, th- I thought I thought you were <laughs> start, like they both I, start I, with an I. I, I thought you they were both just, start with an I. And they have an ing on the end. It was irritating that I wanted more Star Lord. I don't think we got enough of him. Uh, I loved what they did. Oh, I love what they did. I wanted, I wanted more. Chris I'm, Pratt. Yeah. I, I love how, you know, you watch Guardians of the Galaxy and, look, Chris Pratt is a nice hunky piece of meat. But then, you know, you bring in... Uh, uh, Hemsworth? Chris. Yeah. And it's like, oh, huh. Yeah, you're cute. Uh, <laughs> and then they didn't, they didn't go away from that. I love that they just went ran. They ran with it. They said, you know, you're one sandwich away from being fat. It was so funny, and that they just they just went with it and uh, made it a thing. I mean, I I love that's one of the things I love about the Marvel movies is that they see an obvious thing, and instead of pretending it doesn't exist, they go, they put us they hang their hat on it and say, yeah, we we see it too. Here it is. Here's a few jokes. Now we're moving on. You know, and that was hilarious. <laughs> Drax is just going. It's like a pirate and an angel had a baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the pirate angel. You know? I have to say, I, mean, I don't know how good Dave Batista is as an actor, and I, I have seen him very little. I thought, although I thought he was good in um, Blade Runner. Blade Runner, thank Blade. you. Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I thought he was good in that brief scene. But um, he owns Drax. I mean, he extracts every ounce of comedy and pathos you can get out of that character. I tell you, the people who've read, I, I, I don't know who who else thought this, but as a person who's read the Game of Thrones books. I remember I, when, when I first saw him in the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie, I turned to John and I said, oh my gosh, we could have had a strong bell loss with him. And, and he would have been fantastic as that character, who's come in completely cut out. Because I remember turn, you know, me and John were talking about that character and saying, who do you cast? Who do you cast as strong bell loss? Nobody exists. He would have been great. And if you don't know the books, this doesn't mean anything to you. But, it's... but if you do, it might. Okay. <laughs> and John agreed. I think John can speak for himself. Were you just afraid to disagree <laughs> with her? But he did at the time. He agreed at the time. Okay. <laughs> and irritating? Was it? That was, uh, that was, that was irritating. my irritating. Uh-oh. Yeah, you guys all just kind of <laughs> loved sorry. it. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, we disagreed oh. with her irritating. You disagreed with me, so apparently I don't know. <laughs> no, it, it matters. No, I... You were irritated. It's all good. We were just saying... You're wrong. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love Stop. you. Man. Hey, there I was there was there was enough. I this I I will say this. I mean, they were they were working hard to give everybody a moment, and sometimes several moments. And you're right. As far as the guardians, the emphasis is much more on Gamora because she had the big mm-hmm. emotional journey in this thing. But they they gave us enough Star Lord to stick in moments like after she makes him promise to kill her. There's that scene where Drax is just staring at them how long have you been there an hour and, this, <laughs> and then there's this like 90 second scene where he's like telling them that he's pretty sure he's learned to make himself invisible it's funny and then and then mattis walks in oh hi drax oh crap but the whole, I, the second time i watched it, i go okay this is nothing to do with the story this is just comedy i have no complaints with them putting it in but i'm just wondering what the discussion was in the editing suite because it's not right. advancing the story, but it's, it's a, I enjoyed the moment. It's good character stuff. And who knows which take that was. Maybe they did that ten times with different lines. Fascinating is, I had huge doubts about this film. 
huge doubts because <sighs> the scope, mm-hmm. all the people, all the characters. I, I remember, I was growing up when the all the, the horrible, uh, not horrible. Well, they're horrible. The Joel, what's his name? Joel Schumacher Joel Sch- Batman movies, where Ugh. they kept adding characters. More and more characters every time, and he kept coming in under budget every time, and I, and I and then and there was more dayglow paint every every movie, and I just kept thinking, ah, the more characters you add, add the less story you can tell, the the less coherent it becomes, it it's gonna be a mess, it's gonna be horrible, and so this is where my brain was going. Like, no, I was really worried that this was gonna happen, and uh, uh, I was so fascinated and pleasantly surprised that uh, with the amount of characters that they had. I, I couldn't see how they could get it done, but they did. Yes, it, it plays heavily on hoping that you, you have to know the history of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, that you have to have watched all the movies, or most of them anyway. I think they did a great job, and I, I was thoroughly impressed. And I went in there expecting to be underwhelmed and that, that they were going to fail horribly somehow in telling a coherent story. So that was, I was fascinated that they made it work somehow. And irritating? Irritating for me again is the uh, emotional manipulation stuff. I, I just rebelled against it. Uh, I'm waiting to, to, to cry at the end of the next film. Like I, I'm not going to believe any of the deaths until it's all over. So that for me, that was what was most irritating at the end. I was like, yeah, yeah, look, look at him fritter away. He'll be back. He'll be back. You know, this was me. This was my reaction. So I'm not going to shed any tears until then. Blanche Ramirez, tear ducts on hold. <laughs> gotcha. Yes. All right. Uh, for me, and I think Jeff may disagree with me on this, which is perfectly fine. I was surprised at how well the tones were managed in this. And I was particularly surprised with how well they did with the comedy. And not all the jokes landed. There was an astonishing amount of laughter for a movie that culminates in genocide. True. So I think that that, that was another sign of just how, how well they are in control of this massive machine and uh, why I continue to put my faith in, in Marvel. And I go to these movies with a lot less trepidation than I used to go to, to summer blockbusters. Irritating? Let me say this. The Marvel movies are fun and they are delightfully self-aware, as as uh, John uh, has pointed out. I think they're also very good at giving their characters satisfying arcs and not not just in the origin films, but over several interconnected movies, which is much harder. Um, DC, on the other hand, has not mastered this. I'm not I'm not arguing Superman didn't have an arc in Man of Steel, but it, it was a flat arc. It was the it was the fallen arches of character development. Um, but I agree with the consensus that Marvel's villains have always been weak. Uh, Loki got by on charm. In fact, he was so feeble a villain that he was almost immediately and rather easily turned to an anti-hero and then, I think in this movie, an actual hero. But most of them are just unmemorable. And I think with Infinity War, what Marvel was saying to us above everything, they were saying to us, the customer, yes, we've heard you. We agree with you. Mm-hmm. And we're going to violently overcorrect. <laughs> Before this movie, I never even knew that I wanted an entire epic motion picture starring Thanos. And I still don't know that. I feel like there was too much Thanos. Mary wanted more Star-Lord. I wanted less Thanos. But I don't argue. I was happy with all this Thanos. Okay. All right. 
He's the bad. He's the big bad. I gotta know who he is. They really did have to tell us all about him in this one because even though he had shown up before, mm-hmm. we didn't really know all that much about him. In order this for this to have an impact, they had to give us a bit more about him, and they did. Yeah, because what what they gave us in the past, they it had didn't flashbacks. Even, it didn't even still apply. Like for instance, you you would see Thanos in previous movies, and he was just this big purple guy in this floaty chair. Yeah. What happened to the chair? He doesn't use the chair anymore. I guess he got the power stone. He doesn't need electric mobility anymore. No. I'm feeling good. I don't need my little rascal. <laughs> he, he he turned a new leaf. He realized he should be walking 30 minutes a day, and he feels much more better and more energized. Yeah, he got a his Fitbit. Other gauntlet, his, his other gauntlet has a Fitbit on it. Right. Now he's like, oh, <laughs> 10,000 steps. Now I'm ready to conquer the universe. Okay. All right. <laughs> Jeff? But, oh, oh that, yes. thank you, thank you, Mary, because there is another gauntlet. What the hell does that mean, if anything? Yeah, it doesn't feel like they set that up for no reason. Yeah, there's the whole other gauntlet. Well, he does have Why, two hands. It could, <laughs> or for the other side. But, I mean, the uh, was that just a huge visual to say, oh, yes, these guys created the gauntlet, which it could be. I thought it was a little overkill. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am paying attention. But uh, there is a whole other gauntlet there. Could it be for future use? I don't know. That's all I'm saying. Because I really don't know. No. We, we, and we got a whole year to theorize <laughs> and chew this stuff over. Turn it into, turn it into nerd cud. <laughs> nerd cud. Oh, that's a good visual. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> all right, Jeff. Okay. Uh, fascinating, honestly, is I, again, like I said earlier, I have to give this movie massive credit for being the first part, not a standalone movie, fuck you, um, <laughs> of truly t- a culmination of 10 years of storytelling. I, they, they are pulling it off. They're, when this movie was at its best for me, I felt like I was a kid reading those, one of those classic 80s crossovers. Mm, right, yeah. Okay, when that movie was at its best, it was me reading um, the the first uh, secret Marvel Secret Wars when it came out. Yeah, or even go further back when those giant those giant eighty page annuals where they bring exactly. Ex- I mean, that, it, when it worked, that's what it felt like for me. So I mean, I it's, I give it massive, massive props for that. Um, infuriating, I am going to say infuriating infuriating is i have to completely agree with blanche it's what i like to call the et factor because that is what i felt i this is horrible me as a teenager that's how i felt when i saw et the first time Uh, et broke my heart and i was a i was a little bitty baby it as i understand but for me like i said watching this film i felt the exact same way as a teenager walking i was like i knew he was going to be okay i absolutely knew it this was deliberate it was i wasn't thinking it back then but the emo the emotional manipulation but um i do i felt the same way and what makes it infuriating is as i've said them saying it's a standalone movie bullshit, bullshit. I, also agree with blanche. I also agree with blanche that i'm go- i'm sure that when this story is over i will have an emotional reaction to it i know i will but unlike what the directors have said, this is not the end of the story. Yeah. No. Preach, brother. That that is what infuriates me, and it's entirely the Russo brothers' fault, and that pisses me off all the more because I give them so many props for what they did with this film. That raises an issue that when I saw it the first time, and everyone 
died and 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 then it fades out and then there's the credits and the tinkly piano music and i'm thinking okay i know there's another one coming next year but if this was the end of the movie to go better living through bad movies on it what is the lesson we've learned from this what why did i sit through all this to watch these people strive and fail and evil and death triumph uh life is futile do the whatever the fuck you want the hokey pokey doesn't matter yeah i mean that's that's actually the lesson you take away from this it doesn't matter what you do because some big fucking uh bruce willis head looking guy is gonna decide for you eventually even though it's random and uh you're gonna die so yeah so so the the message is the message is lol nothing matters all right, thanks a lot. Hello, well, it's all for the lulls. That's a that's a message for the Trump era. So here's something uh-huh. I did notice when the second time Thanos has stubble. <laughs> Does he? Yeah, yeah, I did notice it the first time. He has wow. stubble. And how do you even He's shave? How do you even shave with all those grooves <laughs> in your chin? What Straight kind of razor, man? Straight yeah, razor. Yeah, you gotta get. Yeah, like you know, maybe that's where the grooves came from. The thing, he's he's purple, so does he have to use a straight razor because he's, you know, is he, you know, people of color have issues with uh, bumps, ingrown hairs, sure, and the sure. yeah, mm-hmm. so he may need to use a straight razor because if he has something that lifts the hair and cuts underneath the skin, he's gonna have real trouble, you know, the bumps. Oh, yeah. Okay, I wasn't sympathetic before, but now I feel bad for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, I am here to tell you. You about retroactively. The color. <laughs> all right. It's good. See, diversity is good. I don't care what you assholes think. <laughs> you, we know, benefit from it. <laughs> you can always learn. <laughs> all right. So, is everyone purged? Oh, yes. I feel yes. All right. Thanks very much to the new movie crew, Blanche Ramirez, Mary Clevenger, John Zura. Uh, Jeff and I will be back before too long with something that makes no sense at all. We promise. Spoiler. Spoiler. And until then, don't be a stranger. Just be strange. Bonus track one. The following is a two-minute hate on James Cameron. I am just, I'm so glad that it is doing as well as it is and that people love it and that James Cameron hates it. Why does you, yeah, I saw you, you tweet about that. Why does James Cameron hate it? Oh, because he, 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 before the movie came out, he basically went another one of his I'm an idiot rants talking about how he kind of hopes that people will get basically a, a, a Avengers fatigue. Basically, what he was saying was, hey, I have a whole bunch of movies coming out. Fuck Marvel and come see my movies. But his movies are shit. I'm sorry. I, oh, well, that's... <laughs> I, I, got, I got Avatar fatigue during Avatar. No, he is the king. He wants to seriously... This is what turned me away from him. He loves to do emotional manipulation. He does. And that's what all that Titanic is entirely that. I rejected mm-hmm. Titanic. I hated Titanic. <laughs> it's it's like, a bunch of you're, bullshit. You're like a I, Pentecostalist and, and, but, with the devil. I reject no, Titanic and, and all its works. <laughs> it offended me. I know it offended me on many levels, not just the manipulation 
uh, emotional manipulation that it seemed to draw people in with that 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 hideous song by Celine Dion. Oh, Look, okay. they picked the right person. I don't blame her. She's just doing her job and she does it well. But like the that that I hated that song. I hated what he did. I I am a history love. I got my fucking degree in history. They're just I hate when they take history and and manipulated and thwarted for their stupid emotional manipulation. Look, the Titanic is a tragedy. It is emotionally insane all by itself. You don't have to put fucking assholes on top of it to make it more uh, gut-wrenching. What was it he said? He wanted it to make... He he added uh, Rose and Jack because... There there was no compelling love story. There was no Uh. compelling... Story. Exactly. I wanted to punch him in the nuts. He was. <laughs> well, how do you really feel? <laughs> horrible. The Titanic families, entire families were lost. It was a tragedy. You didn't have to just like the that horrible Michael Bay film. He needs to be castrated too because he did the fucking per, uh, uh, Pearl Harbor. What the fuck? That's horrible. <coughs> and unobtainium is bullshit. That's all. <laughs> I think you know where I stand. 